Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Please take my hand. Now open your mind to me. Please open your mind. Open your mind. Open your mind. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6, except, of course, when there's sports, football, basketball, uh, no problem whatsoever because... You can get all my WSB shows on podcast. And now I have an online show just for the time. I actually probably will extend it now permanently, but, but my producer, Bankley here, uh, helped me create it just for this off season so that we would kind of keep people in the loop on what we're thinking. But it's such a big success that I have a feeling we're going to keep it going. It's called The Propaganda Report. And uh, Binkley's actually my co-host on it. And he's pretty funny. So he keeps me laughing. And it really lightens up what are some really serious issues that I, I just, it's so hard not to take them super, super seriously. But don't you think there's a, a huge... Um, you know, craving for that, Binkley? Don't you think your uh, the response has been overwhelming? It's good. I think we're growing, and I would agree that there's a uh, a need to bring some light to the darkness. I know one time I, I I said something funny about the globalist at one point on Reddit, and some guy was like, "I'm too angry to laugh about the globalist." Like, right, dude. <laughs> dude, sometimes I think we go a little bit too far because the propaganda is so preposterous. That when you see through it, like we are doing, the more we do it, the more you can see through it and the faster. If people aren't, you know, people have real jobs. They're not screw. When they read the newspaper, they're reading it to know what's going on. They're not reading it to scrutinize uh, the propaganda message. But when you get really good at it, the, the, how obvious it is and how silly it is becomes, uh, you know, just you could just laugh way before people are ready. So it's a little edgy, but I don't mean for it to be edgy at all. It just ends up that way. Anyway, so try it for yourself. If if people want to check it out, um, you're you said, Binkley, you're going to post it on my website, MonicaPerezShow.com with kind of like just tell people, please subscribe here and that'll help us. Yeah, we'll give them instructions and put everything on your website. Okay, that sounds great. Uh, So but in the spirit, actually, of keeping things a little lighter we uh we had the idea of you going which is something you've done before going on uh you know, kind of throughout atlanta to interview the man on the street to see what regular people think uh specifically about something that's been bothering me and that is the uh 
the fact that I see the word freedom, the meaning of the word freedom, which which has been on my mind, freedom and liberty were on my mind because I just recently interviewed Ron Paul, which we played that at the three o'clock hour. We're going to play it again at the six o'clock hour here on WSB. It was quite spectacular. <laughs> it was a, a spectacular moment for me. And I, I in kind of keeping with that theme, I wanted to to not only do we defend liberty, but I feel like we might be in a position real soon where we have to actually defend the word freedom. Like we have to defend the words capitalism and the word fair has been completely hijacked to mean equal, which is not what fair means. So I see that freedom is is getting morphed by the right, by the press on the right, uh, specifically by saying um it means safety. They want you, they, if, you, if you're not safe, you can't be free. But of course, like from a libertarian perspective and the founders of this country, their perspective, uh, freedom, you know, liberty and government are the opposites. So you want to really limit your government so that you can maximize your liberty. But I see this uh, metamorphosis taking place where they want to say freedom is the same as security. And if you want security, you have to have these big wars. And that is kind of crazy. But I feel like they say the word freedom and somehow in your mind, you picture bombs dropping on the Middle East like that. That's just a, you know, a future vision of what what I think is, you know, kind of Orwellian vision of how they're going to use language. So that was my kind of why I wanted to hear what people are thinking right now about freedom. I think the that that impression is going to change over time. But tell me who you asked. Like, what what do you um, where'd you go? What'd you do? I talked to some students at Georgia Tech on campus and I talked to some people just walking around Piedmont Park. And we instead we didn't talk to big groups. A lot of times we'll see in the media big groups of people reacting, you know, crowd psychology. They'll they'll just be really intense. We talked to individuals and you know, uh, two or three people, and everybody was a lot more reasonable. They say that discourse is uh, the death of propaganda, and um, I think that kind of proves true here because they were open minded, reasonable. But we did learn a lot of uh, valuable insights from them. All right, so let's see what um, what they had to say. I'm gonna let's. Uh Let's roll that clip. Asking people what their what their definition of freedom is. Uh, it's being able to do what you can to the extent that it does not. Uh, it's not at the detriment of other people. Uh, equal opportunity, you know, and everybody treated the same. Um, freedom is like America. It's being able to say what you want and believe what you want. Freedom is anything but what Hillary Clinton represents. Yeah, so what's freedom mean to you? Freedom means being able uh, being able to like express yourself and being free, I guess. Okay. So what what is your idea of freedom? Uh, community, unity, um, everybody. It isn't selective. Um, it doesn't isolate people. It doesn't highlight specific interests. It celebrates them. Um, so I don't think anyone or anything can be essentially free unless there's some sense of harmony. Uh, fewer laws and more ability to live the way you see fit. What's your definition of freedom? My definition of freedom is to be able to be who you are and what you want to be without judgment, without limitations. Um, we have freedom of we have freedom of speech, but I want real freedom of speech. You understand? Okay. That is, I want to be able to say what I have to say without judgment. What is your definition of freedom? 
Uh, for me, it's being able to to do what I want within reason, so long as I'm respecting other people's freedoms. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's about that. It's about um, being able to do what you want without hurting other people. Um, I think that's the re that's the definition of like reasonability. I was actually pleasantly surprised by the there were I counted three guys who who came pretty close to what I think is at least the definition of civil liberty, like a libertarian's uh, definition of liberty in. Uh, society, which is you can do what you want uh, under the law without encroaching on other people's rights to basically do what they want under the law. That that yeah. I was I thought three was a pretty good number for that. And, and at least two of them were undecided. Maybe all three. I can't remember exactly. So you feel like it was there was no partisanship there. You didn't, or you don't. They know. were undecided on who they're voting for. Oh, but don't didn't isn't it your position that sometimes that undecided really just means i'm embarrassed to admit it yeah they don't want to tell you yeah yeah so uh the the other thing i observed there was that a few of the gals and i i don't know if it's significant that it's like guys were um maybe more analytical or road I, I i wouldn't even know how to categorize it but it was only guys who said that thing about the kind of libertarian definition and it was only gals who said the words uh judgment so one gal said she wanted to express herself another gal said she wanted true free speech without judgment and uh, another gal said she wants to you know she thinks you need to be who you are without judgment and i think that's really interesting because what they're i think that the guys that we were talking about they were thinking about freedom under the law these gals seem to be thinking about freedom within society within culture and that's such an interesting distinction to me as a libertarian because a lot of times people confuse the idea of being a libertarian with this idea of being a libertine. A libertine is somebody who just, uh, you know, lives in a Bacchanalian world of uh, drunkenness. A libertine, like if you looked it up, it means somebody like what, who Paris just. Hilton? Yeah, yes, yes. I, I think that's correct. So they. When they feel that, you know, that that as a libertarian, what you actually rely on is that society and culture has norms. They have values and, and they're different. They can be you can have a tiny little society that you live in, a great big society, and you can switch societies if you want to have a culture that appeals to you more. But it's this old Albert J. Nock in uh, Our Enemy the State, his concept was, or what he defined there, I don't even think it was an original concept of his, but it might have been, that social power and state power is a zero-sum game. So the more you increase state power, the less social power. So these norms and cultural values are defined by the state and actually enforced by the state. But I, I, I want to say like i i understand what these chicks are saying and i, I want to <laughs> use an example i just had recently with my kids where we went into the store and uh the pet store we're in the pet store and there was a little dog that needed to be adopted and uh i don't you know i don't need another dog but anyway they the kids wanted it and i was like oh i'll consider it and the lady at the pet store said well you can 
uh, it's already neutered and everything. All you really need to do is pay for the microchip. <laughs> I said the microchip. If it Whoa. needs a microchip. Yeah. I said, I, I can't. I don't want the dog. And so uh, she gave me the number for the rescue place or the email. So I emailed the rescue place like, oh, we're interested in Bailey. And uh, I got a thing back. I said, yeah, that pet store lady said that you wouldn't take the dog if it had a microchip. May I ask why? And I said, I thought about it, really thought about it. And I was like, you know what? I really feel we have a responsibility to have honest discourse about serious issues in this country and not feel like we are stifled. So I decided I also really try to tell the truth whenever I can. That doesn't mean I have to blurt out everything, but I, I try not to lie. So I told the absolute truth, which is. I did not want a member of my family being a walking tracking device, which is what I wrote. And I object to the surveillance state. And I think that we should kind of draw a line. You choose if you want to have a chip in your dog. I I really don't think it's that big a deal, but I don't want to have a chip in my dog. I kind of want to draw a line in the sand about the RFID, that ID chip. Um, you know, there's always a slippery slope. It's this incrementalism. I just didn't didn't want it. And I, and I even wrote, it's like, I doubt this is going to be a major issue in the lifetime of this dog. But this is the life I'm choosing to live. <laughs> and I, so I sent the email and I kind of felt good. You know, it's like, you know, you shouldn't be afraid of discourse. This guy should be able to handle that. And the kids are like, so what happened with the rescue thing? So I told them, they were like, Mom, people are going to think you're crazy. They'll never give you the dog now. What were you thinking of? My husband's cracking up because he didn't really want the dog either. And uh, and they, <laughs> and you know, I never heard back from the rescue place. And this is a dog who really needed a home. He's going to be better off yeah. with me and no chip, you know? Wow. I know. So anyway, I uh, I think there's something to what these gals. I normally would d- dismiss, you know, oh, I want to say what I want without being judged. Judgment's important, but uh, we do need to, I think, stop thinking of each other as, you know, crazy just because we have opinions that you can't find on the front page of a major newspaper or, you know, and there's a good reason for that. Anyway, let's continue this conversation after the break. We've got more hilarious. Uh, they start getting funny because I know you kept going with the man on the street. So let's do that. Um, stay tuned for more of the Monica Perez show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We are back. We are having (laughs) a little bit of a different hour now because Binkley went and did some man on the street stuff in Atlanta and came out with some interesting results. We were just listening to a variety of people answering the question, what is freedom? What does freedom mean to you? And I, I really... I, f- I fear what freedom means to people because it's such an important concept. It's an important American concept. And I hear politicians all over, especially on the right, saying uh, equating and, and, and definitely in the media, too, but just in this election cycle, equating freedom with uh you know, with war. <laughs> I mean, it's so bizarre. Like they'll put a flag up and tell you that we need to start wars in other countries for freedom. And it just, it makes it no sense whatsoever. And I had at the top of the show at the three o'clock hour, it's going to be repeated again at six, a, an interview with Ron Paul. And it, he, it was so funny because when he was running, 
he was totally made fun of because he would say things like, uh, you know, we don't need another war. And the more intervention we create, the more we experience blowback. It's dangerous for us to have this aggressive foreign policy. And uh, like everybody in the Republican Party, if I recall correctly, and on the right in the media called his foreign policy dangerous. And I would just... I uh, think it's time to reflect a little bit on if it, whose foreign policy is really more dangerous, the Clinton, Bush, Obama foreign policy of intervention that just keeps escalating this war cycle or maybe a little forbearance and diplomacy. I don't know. But if you want to hear that interview, stay tuned. We're playing it again at six o'clock, but we're going to do more of Binkley's man on the street. Uh, after the break and it gets I think it's going to get a little bit silly from what he told me but uh, you know we could probably all use a laugh so stay tuned for more of the Monica Perez show Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB I am your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. Although I haven't been on for a while and I won't be on again for a while because of football. This is the bye week. So I actually have an extra long show today. Four hours, starting with a great interview I had with Ron Paul at 3. And then uh, we're going to replay that Ron Paul interview at 6. And if you missed any of this, you can get it all on my website, MonicaPerezShow.com. You can also get all of my past WSB podcasts and a new show I am doing online with my producer, Brad Binkley, and it's called The Propaganda Report, and he's my co-host on that. And we've really been uh, having some fun, trying to lighten up, really focusing on, I guess, some of the absurdities in the mainstream media. If you if you really dig in to the mainstream media, you read, you know, I read the Wall Street Journal every single day, you just see the themes repeated and repeated and drilled into your head. And uh, it's so obvious for that it's for propaganda after a while that you can start seeing the pattern. And we've made some great predictions about like what to watch out for, what's coming down the pike. Binkley, you did some stuff about Colin Kaepernick, which was amazing how you predicted that that was going to spread around. I was really floored. Well, I, I, I read a whole bunch of stuff about communist propaganda in the 1920s, and I started looking at what they were doing with Colin Kaepernick's protests and how they were symbolizing it, how it went from he was he was sitting down as a protest, and suddenly it was just symbolically taking a knee on the cover of Time magazine. So it, it, it was just very obvious that it had, it had been hijacked by some organization for a very strategic purpose. But you knew it would spread like to campuses and stuff. I remember oh, yeah. you saying that. They were going to, because he's a, a sports icon, so they were going to take him to anywhere there could be young people that he could influence. And he's been going around to high schools and colleges, taking a knee with teams. One team even laid on their back with their hands up in the air. <laughs> the whole team See, did. that's it, the thing. You know, I start to laugh at that stuff, not because I'm unsympathetic to, yeah, but, I, you know, I understand the problems that uh, the, that we have with the policing and racism and all that stuff. But when this stuff rolls out, you can see it coming. It's so manipulative. It's so obvious. I mean, sometimes you just say, you know, it's just laughable. The image of a, a Little League football team laying on their backs with their feet <laughs> and hands in the air. That's ridiculous to me. I, it, you're right. It's you're, The issues are real, too, but because they right. hijack. And, with, and the just, funny thing is that when they they actually, and I find this when Trump 
trotted out the Bill Clinton's accusers, which I, I'm not bashing Trump and I, I really feel for those women. But whether they know it or not, the left will just put them into the basket of deplorables. And by treating these issues in a certain way, sometimes they actually neuter those issues and, and derail them so that people just tune them out because they take on a level of a kind of carnival atmosphere. I agree, but I also think that for pretty much anybody who doesn't like Hillary, there's a deplorable basket with their name on it somewhere. Well, that's the thing. It actually creates what they call a dialectic, where there are people now on both sides. It created tension. People have to embrace the deplorable thing, or it doesn't really work. I mean, it would just die on the vine. I mean, that's the that's what's interesting about it. And uh, it's my... My husband does not follow me down the rabbit hole at all. <laughs> he reads the newspaper and then he's like, now I know what's going on in the world, which is what most people do. And I don't begrudge him that. But last night, I guess he was probably looking at a Project Veritas thing, those videos that came out exposing how the uh, these Democratic operatives were actually provoking fistfights at Trump rallies and that kind of thing. Yeah. And he he just I, I I didn't know that's what he was looking at, but he just said looked up and he said to me, "Man, you were right about so many things." <laughs> I was like, "Really? <laughs> yeah." I just couldn't believe it. I was like, "Wow, we boy, you know I'm going to use that against you, right?" <laughs> you didn't say that to your wife. I'm definitely using that against you. And I, I had to ask, she's right. <laughs> not like that she's often right or always right. You know, that's just that's I'm putting that right in my quiver. So he, uh, but he said it was about. He's like he's he remembered when I said the. Thing about when the Chicago rally, a Trump rally was canceled, I, I literally was pointing out to him the agent's provocateur, and uh, he was just sloughing it off, but he finally realized. So, um, the so oh, that was just by way of saying that if you if you miss the show and you want to hear stuff when we're not on, go ahead and go to my website, monicaperezshow.com, and you'll see all the ways to listen to it. So, but uh, in keeping with what's a little bit of a lighter atmosphere on our uh, off-air stuff, you went around Atlanta and, and interviewed the man and woman on the street. And uh, we talked in the last half hour about you are asking people what freedom meant to them. If you missed it, you can also go to my site and get the podcast when it's up. But uh, thankfully, you did some funny stuff. So do you want to, uh, should we play that one next? You ready for that? Yeah, we can go ahead and play that one. All right, I'm going to play that. Should we, should we take out ISIS or ISIL first? Uh, what is ISIL? What is that? Uh, I'm more familiar with ISIS, so uh, let's get that under wraps first. Okay, so do you believe the rumors that um, Hillary has a love child with Putin? <laughs> No, I, I'm not sure about the, that. The rumor is that Trump is going to bring the love child, Putin and Hillary's love child, to the debate tonight. He's also supposed to be bringing Obama's half-brother. It seems like he can bring everything but the truth. What do you do when the national anthem comes on? I go like this. All right, you know, I roll anthem. around on the ground like there's a fire. <laughs> really do you think that maybe Trump was talking about cats? Yes. He likes women with he cats. He could have potentially been talking about grabbing their cat. Tell me what you think about Hillary Clinton. I think that um, I think she's a cat. I think she's a cat person. Um, I think you can divide people into cats and dog people. She's definitely in the cat category. Foreign policy, yes or no? 
I, I don't know. Hillary Clinton got a new car. She doesn't usually drive it. Her one of her chauffeurs or her uh, her thugs drive it. But she's been there. She was seen driving around Washington in Aleppo. Wow. Yeah. Have you seen this? No. Is it like leprous? Leprosy yes. type of car? Well, it's a leprosy colored car. Oh, leprosy colored and, car. And the, the paint falls off of it as she drives down. Oh, like, that's pieces. Lovely. Yeah, it's really, it's a lot like Hillary. It's a lot like Hillary. great. I think it's true that she's sleeping with Putin? <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that rumor. So I was a little worried that you're going to offend cats and then take a shot at lepers. It's not really necessary. That woman, I was just responding to her. She, um, you know, she was asking if it had anything to do with with lepers. And I actually, there are the one of the charities I contribute to religiously, even though it's not even tax deductible for me, is is a leper colony in India. But uh, so I'm going to shout out for the lepers, and I will even post on my website how you can also contribute. Highly recommend. But uh, I love that lepo thing because I don't know if people realize that's a reference to Gary Johnson being completely set up. Was it the Morning Joe show? It was the Morning Joe, yes. They really... Gary Johnson's the Libertarian candidate, and I am not a fan. I William Weld literally <laughs> said, or I should say, he said something to the effect of uh, Hillary's the most qualified candidate in the race, and this is the <laughs> running mate. You know, he's actually on <laughs> the ticket. I mean, it was crazy. He was like, yeah, but, you know, the jury's still out, I guess. On Gary, I mean, this is his running mate. It was just a crazy, crazy thing, but uh, but I still, yeah, no, it was a total setup. He was a an office mate of Hillary's at one point. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I want to claw my way out of the rabbit hole every time I try. Something like this comes up, and uh, so the but the thing was, they asked, it's totally out of context. They asked. Gary Johnson, what would he do about a lepo? Change <laughs> said, the tires on to get an oil change. <laughs> right. Actually, a lepo is a fish. <laughs> it's like a a fam Malaysian fish or something. But he he said, what what is a lepo? And it was it was not like it was about a month ago maybe. And uh, boy, they skewered him for that. And I and it was super stupid of him. I mean, I I know what. Aleppo is just by reading the newspaper every day but uh but it's just kind of a joke that the way the guy said it so i thought that was hilarious uh i did that no comments on the cat thing (laughs) oh you did and yeah the audio didn't come out on a lot of it but i asked like it would be like a dog would walk by big oh so nice dogs at aleppo (laughs) and no only one person stopped themselves and goes, that's the, that's in Syria. Wow. It's amazing that even one person did that because don't they say like if a high school student were shown a map of the world, they can't find North America like the most of them. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not uh, okay for a presidential candidate not to know something that is in the news kind of, but I loved the first guy when he asked him if he thought you should take out isis or isil first and he said yes. uh what's an ice hole <laughs> so you, that's where you put your uh, miller light before the game <laughs> oh, it reminds me of the project veritas stuff um <laughs> they uh because i cnn played a clip of that uh the project veritas 
videos where they show the operatives plotting to disrupt. We just talked about that. The plotting to disrupt the Trump things. They they uh, started kind of, I guess, working blue on CNN, playing some of those tapes, which uh, were, were kind of shocking. More shocking than your cat comment here. They were, yes. I, that video was funny to me. At the end of it, the, the guy, there was all this noise happening because Trump's plane pulled up. And, and the You're guy, talking about when Anderson Cooper was talking to Van yeah. Jones? You're right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, everybody starts making a bunch of noise and the guy's talking. He goes, oh, they're booing, but they're not booing me. And they were clearly cheering that Donald Trump's plane had pulled up. And he's talking about how they're booing. And then in the background, they start going, uh, lock her up, lock her up. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously they weren't <laughs> booing Donald Trump. I'll I'll post that video in my show notes on, on my uh, website monicaperezshow.com so that you can see what we're talking about is this Anderson Cooper clip where they're trying to backpedal on what was some real obvious I mean outtakes of this guy just admitting to I, I would say it, it was illegal activity certainly he thought it was illegal activity and all they could say was James O'Keefe who runs Project Veritas is a convicted criminal and it really it really went uh, they call that an ad hominem attack where they just went after this guy, even though the the videos absolutely speak for themselves. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. You know, we have to post all of that, but uh, we're not finished yet. We're going to wrap it up after the break and then stay tuned for the six o'clock hour for the Ron Paul interview. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We are back. We did some great man on the street stuff. I got to thank you, Binkley, for that. No problem. Was that, was that fun? Yeah, yeah. I love doing stuff like that. How did people react to you? Did they did they think you were crazy? I mean, walking up to complete strangers and just starting a conversation, getting them to open up, getting them to laugh. Uh, maybe we could learn some lessons on how to communicate with each other. And you actually brought some some strategies for that into it, right? Like who you targeted or the size of groups and stuff. Yeah, you kind of look at it depends on, you know, if you want to get a bunch of people yelling and screaming about something, then you go up, you go to a protest rally and you ask a, uh, an emotional question and they'll start screaming. If you want to get people to really think about an answer, then you you kind of try to find them in an environment where uh, where it's not going to be scary for them and, uh, you know, make them feel comfortable. That's why we went to the college campus as we I mean, a lot of people didn't want to say anything. So we did get turned down a whole bunch. But um, it's just about letting people know that you're not going to judge them and make them feel bad about what they say. Well, you must have succeeded because people who were afraid of being judged did talk to you. I guess it would also be a self-selected group of maybe more courageous people. But something you said reminded me of those Project Veritas videos where the the operative who had been training people to basically get their faces punched in, <laughs> whatever, yeah. said yeah. how it was so easy to evoke these kind of responses yeah. They scenarioed it out, which I guess he verbized the word scenario and said that they could just predict it. But but it's actually quite easy to predict uh, that kind of thing. Yeah. If you go to any kind any type of uh, crowd gathering, especially at a political rally where people all fired up and you just wear a shirt or you just say something that is clearly representing uh, of the opposite side, then you're going to start a fight. Yeah, well, they, they were very effective doing it. And I wonder, I mean, I can't 
It seems like the fix is in for Hillary for sure. And I actually heard, you know, I could not actually fully verify that the Koch brothers had anything to do with Project Veritas. Maybe that's a well-known fact. I really don't know. But I know that they did say something about supporting Hillary. So this thing is uh, really a puzzle that I think we're is going to have to unfold over time. We we are out of time. So I am going to wrap it up. But we'll I, I want to keep up on that particular story. It's really it's, it's hard to deny the smoking guns that came out in those videos. I'll post those along with everything else. When the podcast is up on my website, MonicaPerezShow.com and stay tuned for my interview with Dr. Ron Paul coming up next. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.